You're listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. And as always, thanks for tuning in. More than 800,000 jobs in Michigan might go unfilled between now and 2022 without an immediate influx of skilled trades workers. That's according to the Workforce Intelligence Network. These are good-paying jobs in areas such as IT, medical assistance, software development, and robotics. According to the Workforce Intelligence Network, these are jobs with a median salary of $65,000 a year. Detroit Public Television is going to take a look at this issue during its Workforce of the Future Roadshow tomorrow, May 16th, at Randolph Career and Technical Center in Detroit. I will be co-hosting the discussion along with Christy McDonald and Nolan Finley. We'll talk about new programs from the city of Detroit, the state of Michigan, and others who are looking to connect workers to industries who need skilled labor. Joining me now are two people working hard in that area. David McGee is the program director who leads the Foundation's Youth Development and Youth Employment uh, Program at the Skillman Foundation. David, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Also here is Krista McKinney-King. She is the principal of Randolph Career Technical Center, which is going to host DPTV's Workforce of the Future Roadshow tomorrow. Krista, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So, uh, Krista, I want to start with with you. Uh, Give us a picture of what is going on at Randolph and the focus on preparing kids for skilled trades, uh, jobs in the skilled trades. Uh, how how focused are we as a city, as a school district uh, mm-hmm. on those things? Uh, and uh, talk a little bit about the tensions between this kind of focus on education and college prep. Sure, absolutely. Um, great things are happening at Randolph Career Tech um, as a result of the great partnership that we now have with the Workforce Development Board um, through the city of Detroit, mm-hmm. specifically the mayor's office. And so I can say just with the renovations, but most importantly, the marketing of, of Randolph Career Tech um, has really propelled uh, the opportunities for my students at Randolph. In addition, we also have Dr. Vidi, our, our current superintendent, who is a strong proponent of career tech ed. And so both he, Alicia Merriweather, Brenda Belger, have made sure that career tech is looked at as another viable option for our students. I can say, quite honestly, it's increasing. The interest is definitely increasing as a result of the recent marketing ventures that we've um, um, been a part of. But more importantly, I think it's not just about exposing our students to these opportunities is making sure that they understand the vitality in skilled trades and why it's so important to embrace the opportunities as well. Yeah. Uh, for a long time, we, we had a hard time convincing kids to take all the spots at places like like Randolph in, sure. in Detroit. Uh, sure. There was, there was just empty Empty chairs. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It's been a minute. Um, I'm actually the former assistant principal at Renaissance High School. I was mm-hmm. there for about four years before I came on to Randolph. So, of course, at Renaissance, is all about college prep mm-hmm. um, and, and that being the only post-secondary option for students. But I think in recent times, um, especially in the last couple of years, this is my second year at Randolph, 
kids as well as parents are truly understanding that apprenticeship is the next four-year degree. And so when you look at that as a viable option, it's, it's why not? You know, you don't necessarily have to go into debt and, and but can still come out in maybe four or five years, depending on the program that you're in, yeah. and making good money and having benefits and really being able to advance within skilled trades. You know, skilled trades is not just a dirty job as right. many people see. And that's why it's important that our kids see is advancement in that as well. Yeah. Uh, David McGee, talk about the role that uh, not just Skillman but but philanthropy in, in a broader sense is, is trying to play in, in helping to make this shift to, to make kids aware of, of the options that they have after high school. Yeah, I think the first step that philanthropy is doing is actually identifying and supporting great efforts such as what Randolph has taking place. I mean, not many disagree that Detroit youth deserve the opportunity to engage and benefit fully from an ever-evolving economy, but this assumes, however, that they're able to build a foundation of academic skills, a sense of confidence and commitment to continuous growth, and also exposure. So philanthropy, and particularly the foundation here at Skillman, um, we're working deliberately in identifying the gap that exists, um, leaning in and actually getting in the gap, and then thirdly and finally working hard to bridge that gap. So for a moment, I'll just talk about what that means, because there are several gaps that, that exist. The first is actually an information gap. Mm-hmm. And information gaps can have, you know, adverse effects on both employers and potential employees um, that can lead to a mix match and things like that down the line. The second is an entrepreneurship gap. I mean, the constraint on securing, an, mm-hmm. securing a job is increasingly difficult for young people, and it's forcing them to be entrepreneurial. Um, Another way foundation is leaning in is this policy and systems gap, right? A lot of the things that we support are definitely programmatic in nature, but they are as a result of some policies and systems that are either not in place or not strong enough to actually meet the needs. And lastly, closing some things out, there's a job accessibility gap, obviously, that Randolph and other great organizations are, are working on, and then an expectation gap. So how do we as philanthropy make sure that we're working with employers and potential employees to make sure that um, expectations are are set um, from the start? And the last thing that I'll mention, Stephen, is um, this well-being gap, right? Because doing this type of work isn't nice work. It's necessary work, understanding that 20% of young people um, between the ages of 18 and 24 in the city of Detroit are not in school and not working. There's a well-being conversation that is Mm. undergirding all of this. So we as philanthropy want to play our role in supporting community in the best way we can. Yeah, yeah. Um, Krista, talk about drawing those connections between the skills and the work. That's mm-hmm. really the, the, the key to make sure that uh, this pays off for yeah. the, the students who enroll at, at Randolph. Absolutely. Um, it's one thing for the students to come to Randolph and gain the necessary foundation that could, of course, allow them to continue the pathway towards skilled trades. But I agree, you know, it is about marketability as well, um, employability skills, um, character building. And, and so it's very important that we put in front of our students those individuals who have been in that same spot. I make it a point to bring about or bring on Randolph alumni to talk to our students, people that look like them, mm-hmm. have have, ex- have the same experience <laughs> as them. But I also have teachers who are Randolph alumni. So it serves, it's very purposeful um, in making sure that our kids truly understand that it could be them. When it comes to bridging the gap, 
you know, it's, it's still going to take some time. Yeah. You know, it's not going to happen overnight. But I think we're well on our way because kids are finally opening up their eyes. But also, I, I know I have parents now who are like, Mrs. King, tell me a little <laughs> bit more about this. Are you serious? My kid can actually have an internship at, let's say, Bart Mallow, DTE, all these huge um, companies and great organizations, and my kids are a part of that, so it doesn't get better than that. Yeah, yeah. Um, can you talk about some of the things that you feel like we still need to do inside the school system uh, or in the city more generally to to keep pushing this along? I think, you know, we need to continue to push career tech ed um, as a viable option. I think for so many years, and, and quite honestly, I was a part of that conversation. It was all about what college are you going to after mm-hmm. you graduate? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, too, we have to understand the children that we're working with. When you really get to know the kids, mm-hmm. they're going to talk to you. They're going to let you know what their goals are in life. And we need to meet them where they are. Mm. Um, you know, I always tell my teachers, whomever is sent to us, we're taking them. It's up to us to meet them where they are, though they may not have the necessary foundational math skills to be mm-hmm. able to do what's mm. necessary for carpentry. Guess what? We're not necessarily teaching them how to be a carpenter at Randolph, right. but we're exposing them to the opportunity to do something significant to carpentry. Yeah. So again, ways to go, um, <laughs> but we're going. Yeah. That's the most important part. Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, David McGee, Program Director, who leads the Skillman Foundation's Youth Development and Youth Employment Programs. Thank you for being here on Detroit Today. Thank you. Also, Krista McKinney-King, Principal at Randolph Career Technical Center, which is going to host DPTV's Workforce of the Future Roadshow tomorrow, May 16th from 6 to 8. Thank you for being here on Detroit Today. Thank you. No problem. And uh, remember, that is uh, tomorrow, May 16th from 6 to 8 p.m. at Randolph Career Technical Center. The event is free and open to the public, but you do need to register on Facebook uh, for the event. Also, remember that uh, Thursday, May 17th from 6 to 8 p.m., you can join me, the Detroit Today team, and other WDET listeners at the Detroit City Distillery for smart conversations about politics and policy, news, and issues that matter most. We're going to talk about transit, education, and this year's race for governor. We'll probably also get to some national topics as we head up later this month to uh, Mackinac Island for the Detroit Regional Chamber's Mackinac Policy Conference. You are going to lead the conversation on the topics that matter most to you. For more information, go to wdet.org slash events. That's going to do it for me today. I will be back tomorrow. I hope you will, too. Detroit Today is produced by Laura Weber Davis and Jake Neer. The program director is Joan Isabella. The technical director and engineer is Matthew Trevethan. And associate producer is Gus Navarro. Detroit Today's theme song was composed by WDET's Sam Bobian. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station, a community service of Wayne State University. We'll see you tomorrow.